Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Nurtured Heart Approach September 2017 podcast. This month, we are very happy to be back after a lovely summer break and energized to have a rich discussion about our September topic, NHA in the juvenile justice system. We are delighted to have you join us on this lovely day in September. I am Stephanie Rule, a certified NHA advanced trainer, a former middle school counselor, and I work for the Children's Success Foundation. I am also a wife and a parent of two children, ages five and eight, and we live in a Nurtured Heart household. Today, we have two dynamic, experienced NHA advanced trainers here with us for our discussion, and I'd love to just dive right into introducing them. So our first guest for the day is Harvey Yukin. Harvey has been working as a youth counselor at the Red River Valley Juvenile Center in Crookston for the past 14 years. This is a 16-bed facility serving children ages 10 to 18. Prior to working with children, Harvey was an addiction specialist for adults at a a hospital-based treatment center for 20 years. He was the family week coordinator and clinical supervisor for eight of those years. These experiences with intense people in intense situations led Harvey to see the Nurtured Heart approach as the way to help children he serves towards heartfelt transformation when he was introduced to NHA in 2013. He became a certified trainer in January of 2015 and an advanced trainer in July of the same year. The director of the Red River Valley Juvenile Center says he is happy to have Harvey on board to train and support staff in the Nurtured Heart Approach. Harvey has also trained social service caseworkers and staff in three Minnesota counties and was invited to act as a group leader for the initial statewide New Jersey CTI in 2016. In addition to starting to plan for offering parent trainings on a regular basis in Polk, Norman, and Red Lake counties in Minnesota, Harvey works with Molly Sobey, an NHA advanced trainer whose job is with the North Dakota State University Extension Office in Grand Forks, North Dakota, to provide NHA training to both parents and professionals in the state. Harvey is looking forward to full retirement to begin his fourth career, employing the Nurtured Heart Approach to help people recognize the greatness in themselves and others. Harvey, it is such an honor to have you join us today. Thank you for being here. Thank you. I'm very pleased to be with you today. Yay. Um, let's go ahead and introduce our second guest, and her name is Tony Rose. Tony is a certified Nurtured Heart Approach advanced trainer, as well as a wraparound facilitator at Southwestern Behavioral Healthcare. She has provided over 100 NHA trainings to parents, caregivers, volunteers, and clinicians from all over the state of Indiana. She has 18 years of experience collaborating with Department of Child Services, Juvenile Justice, CASA, and Head Start. She has also worked directly with mental health agencies, psychiatric hospitals, and educators. Her passion is supporting children and families to build successful relationships, not only in their homes, but in their communities as well. Welcome back, Tony. It's always good to have you on the podcast. Always great to be here. Yay. All right, you guys. So before we dive into our discussion for today, 
we do have podcast listeners who are new to Nurtured Heart, and I like to give a quick 30-second thumbnail of what the Nurtured Heart approach is for these people. And as every person has a slightly different take on what NHA is, I think it would be refreshing for people to hear how my guests, guests today define NHA. At our week-long certification training intensives, or the CTI, we discuss how valuable it is to have a succinct way of explaining what NHA is to people. You know, for those moments when you're in an elevator and you only have about, I don't know, 30 seconds between floors to describe the truth and the beauty of NHA. So I would love to hear from, from the two of you, Tony and Harvey, what is your 30-second pitch of what the Nurtured Heart Approach is? How do you explain it to people? Who'd like to go first? Uh, well, I guess I would um, – my usual – you know, people say, well, uh, what are you doing? And I say, well, I'm a NHA trainer, Nurtured Heart Approach trainer. Well, what is that? And I'll say, well, Nurtured Heart Approach is a strategic relational approach to, uh, to working with children uh, of all ages, um, and it is a, a way to uh, build um, an inner wealth within the child, uh, helping them to recognize the greatness that they walk with uh, that usually they're not aware of, and it gives an opportunity for a deeper, greater relationship between parent and child. Well said. I like that. I like the inner wealth that they walk with. Thank you, yeah, Harvey, for too. sharing. Tony, how about you? Um, I think for me so often um, I get asked what I do, and, and many times that, that the answer that I give is different just because of the person that I'm speaking to. But in general, mm-hmm. I usually just talk about um, nurtured heart in relationship to um, building good connection, of helping children and parents to connect in really meaningful ways and to eliminate that connection or unplug that connection when things are not going the way that we would like for them to go. But I really always fall back to the fact that this is really about building connection, building relationship between not only parents and children, but parents and their, you know, and the people that work with their child. Um, You know, we're talking about juvenile justice today. You know, I couldn't have gotten as far as I do within the court system if I hadn't built those relationships and connections. So it's not just with parents and children, but it's really about relationship and connection with everybody that we come in contact with. Mm, I love that. Yes, thank you. Thank you both for being willing to step out and maybe, maybe even possibly step out of a comfort zone to pull together what you say because it's hard. It's hard to say every time what it's, what's going to come out because, it, like you said, Tony, it's different every time. Um, it can be. Um, it can be, yeah, exactly. And so I appreciate <clears throat> that you guys were willing to do that because I think it is so valuable to our listeners to not just hear the same um, scripted definition of what the Nurture Heart Approach is. Um, so I appreciate your willingness and um, it was really nice to hear that. So it was very refreshing. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay. Well, without any further ado, why don't we get this discussion started about NHA and the juvenile justice system? So um, right. we have a very interesting dynamic on the show today, I would say, for our topic, as one of our guests, Harvey, works to provide an NHA foundation with children who have already landed in the justice system. 
And then our other guest, Tony, has more of a role uh, where she uses NHA with the children she works with to help prevent them from ending up in the, ju in the justice system. Um, is that correct, Tony? Is, is that what you mostly do? Um, as a wraparound facilitator, that's my main role, though I'll be honest, sometimes my kids do end up rolling into that system, um, but we figured out really great, juicy ways of making it work for us, and so, mm -hmm. you know, more times than not, it, it, everything ends up working out well, and I hate, I, I'm just going to say it, sometimes going into that system ends up being a very big positive. It may not feel like a positive for the child or the parent at the time, but once we get through the process, things have ended up being even better than they were when we started. So mm, I like that. So I try to so keep them out of the system, but sometimes they end up there. So Right. So it's almost like looking from a different perspective of not necessarily seeing going into the system as a negative thing, right? No, not necessarily. Not all the time, mm -hmm. no. Not at all. So, Harvey, I'm sure that you have um, a lot of things that are coming up for you just from that little piece of tidbit of information that Tony shared, just being that you do work in, in the juvenile center with all those kids who do end up going in there. Do you have any um, – well, I'd really just love to hear your perspective and your experiences in, in using NHA with this population. Yeah. Well, as um, as mentioned in the intro, we're a small juvenile center, uh, only 16 bed, um, with eight on residential and eight on secure. Um, and we do get a variety of uh, it, children coming in for various reasons. Obviously, there's the the criminal reason; uh, they've broken the law in some way or or another, and have come into the system that way. Uh, sometimes uh, we have kids that are what's called CHIPS, uh, Child in Need of Protective Services, and they'll come in uh, for a time um, until the you know social services can work uh, with the family and, and come up with a plan. Um, and then, uh, you know, we have kids that will come in for respite care. So we get a variety of, of dynamics uh, of kids that do come in. Um, we do have uh, some of our children come in just for the, the weekend uh, respite uh, care. Um, others will be with us anywhere between 30 and, and 90 days. Um, and that, you know, whether they're there just for the weekend or whether they're there for the long term, um, you know, we try to expose them to uh, nurtured heart approaches as much as we possibly can. Um, so, yeah, I, I think... Um, Trying to stay on track with <laughs> with it all. I'm. Uh, I think that um, as far as experiences with it, you know, you when the kids do end up in the system, um, you know, I, I like to share with them that you know here's an opportunity uh, to either start working to get yourself out of the system, or guess what, you can be with the system for a while, um, and. You know, I've found that you know, with, with children want solutions, they're just not sure how to go about finding those. Mm. Um, as far as uh, in the with a juvenile center, with uh, what we're uh, we have uh, two programs. We've got an evaluation program, and then we have um, the the long time long time program, the ninety day program. 
and uh, at that time, they're you know we make sure that they get their education and any mental health uh, services that they need. Uh, social services stays in contact with us. Um, if they're you know there for criminal charges, um, you know we go through whatever process that needs to happen there with the courts and. Um, you know, if there's any evaluations ordered or things of that nature. Um, but it's the the secure side of our facility is, uh, you know, a, a secure system uh, where the residential is more open. And so say, for instance, if a kid comes in on the secure side, uh, they have an opportunity to work their way um, over to the residential side as beds become available. Um, so we're we're constantly working with them to uh, get them out the front door um, as quickly as we can uh, with the tools that they need to uh, continue on. Mm, very interesting. I'd like I'd love to hear um, like how do you how do you employ Richard Hart with these kids? How 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 is it? What does it look like in there? Well. Uh, we use uh, the stands and the recognitions, of course, uh, uh, on a daily basis. Um, you know, we, and again, your di- dynamic can change on a on a daily basis depending on uh, what's going on and and who's coming in and who's leaving. But overall, what you know, I like to start out the morning uh, when getting the kids up for showers and uh, breakfast and their chores to you know start it out right there at their door when they they get up uh, you know a good morning uh you know it's time for a shower time for you to get up and as they um you know proceed through the the morning you know i give them recognition for coming out of the room in timely way uh coming out of the shower timely and uh always making sure that there's um a recognition for the movement in the right direction, if you will, mm-hmm. um, that they're 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 receiving that, um, and the other staff have been trained been trained in nurtured heart approach as well, so they're utilizing uh, the the approach. Um, so they the kids are receiving this, um, and uh, I think the you know as the day goes on. Uh, then uh, we get to uh, energy circle. We usually do the energy circle in the afternoon, um, and we set that up so that uh, all the kids can will gather either around the table or in the living room and uh, do the you know do the circle. Um, and at that time, they pick a new word for their their greatness word for the next day, um, and keep that cycle going. Constantly, you know, trying to uh, keep in in front of them the the fact that. In spite of the fact that you're in a place like a juvenile center, it doesn't mean you're not great. Um, You know, the circumstances uh, got you here, but that doesn't mean you're not not full of greatness. And Mm -hmm. helping them to be able to recognize that and see that within themselves is um, probably the biggest uh, uh, chore. Not chore, but, you know, uh, dynamic that you, you need to overcome because they're so used to, being told they can't uh, do it, um, and now you're telling them you can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would imagine the the building inner wealth piece obviously is so important with these kids, um, and I would imagine it would be quite a difficult 
um, thing to do. Because these kids, like you said, they come in with these, they have these beliefs about themselves, and probably most of most of their beliefs are not positive beliefs, I would imagine. Right, right. Well, and I think, you know, I mean, with, with um, and not just our kids, but a lot of our, the, the kids that we see, um, you know, they are, they're pretty wounded individuals. Um, you know, they've got trust issues. They, uh, um, you know, have, of course, you know, the self-worth, self-esteem kind of issues going on. Uh, some have been, you know, greatly traumatized. Um, and so, you know, just building that relationship with that kid is, um, you know, the first thing we really kind of focus on um, mm. it, to let them know that, you know, um, we're not into punishing. Um, you know, you've got your consequences. Uh, you know, all that stuff is all issued with the court. Um, uh, of course, obviously, there's behavioral issues that would come with that. Um, so we address those uh, as they come um, and redirect as we need, uh, you know. And, and so, you know, and of course, being a facility, um, there are, there, you know, there are larger consequences um, if the, the child, uh, you know, acts out. And so then we, you know, have to move the child over to the secure side uh, for a time. Mm-hmm. Um but that's you know we we work really hard at not being into that punishment mode, but to really focus on um, giving them that opportunity to to see uh, their own greatness and their own worth, their own value, and that they do matter, uh, and that as that comes about, you'll see a child's behavior begin to change. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, Can I with, say something? Sure. I was Please just going to jump in and say I think it's really important, especially for these kiddos, that they understand that not only that they understand but that we understand that the choice that they made that got them in there does not define who they are. And I think so often that they go into these systems feeling that way and that the nurtured heart can really, especially I love that you guys do the energizing circle, Harvey. That makes me so happy (laughs) because I think that's a great way of kind of really getting in their face with this irrefutable proof of this is who you are. This is who I know you can be. Your choice that got you here is not who you are. And I think it's just so important to communicate that to kids. Yes, exactly. That's one of the reasons I love the black dot or the purple dot, whatever color it is this season, is <laughs> um, because it's, uh, you know, such an easy way to illustrate, uh, you know, what what they've been saddled with, and yet here's all this greatness. Um, right. You know, and I'll, I'll, if I can take a moment, I'll expand on that in that, you know, I'll say to him, well, have you ever told a lie? And, well, yeah, okay, so you're a liar. Well, okay, yeah, I guess, you know. And uh, I will say, okay, but what qualities do you need to have to be a liar? You know, you have to be creative, you have to be intelligent, you have to be intuitive, you have to be imaginative, um, you know, you have to be have an organized multitasking mind because you've got to remember who you told this lie to. And <laughs> you know. mm-hmm. I said, so look at all the greatness that lies there. Um, and now let's just push that greatness towards something uh, on the positive side rather than lying, you know. 
Um, so it, it it's really been a I, I, I utilize the dot a lot uh, in in working with the kids because it really is a wonderful illustration to help them see that there is so much more to who they are than just that bad stuff. Right. So for people out who the listeners who don't know what the dot is, um, would you care to? Could you possibly explain that a little bit further, Harvey? Well, what it goes is it? back. What does it mean? It, well, for, from my perspective, like with the portfolios, uh, you know, we've, we've, whether we've been major traumas or minor traumas, whatever, we, over time we end up with this portfolio of expectations. You're no good. You're not going to do it. You know, you're just like all those kind of messages that have gotten into that tender heart um, over the years, and they have built themselves uh, defenses in order to, combat you know what's coming at them and and that's where usually then we get the the uh, negative behaviors that that brings them in there um and so it's a matter of you know being able to separate out the child from the behavior um and help them start building that new portfolio of inner wealth that says um i am uh worthy i am deserving i am enough i i do matter uh and so the black dot is for for how we utilize it is you know um oh harvey's coming over this evening oh god here comes harvey okay that's that black dot that's that negative stuff and so the expectation is already there um you know the kids already been labeled um in some form and what we, what I do is rec- help them recognize that that's just a part of who you are, and that our focus and your focus does not have to be on that dot, but it can be on all the rest of the greatness that you walk with. Um, because even under that dot, if you will, it started out as a clean slate, um, and and that it's only been. Um, because of life circumstances and situations that we all go through at, at, at some level, you have built up this uh, wall of defenses uh, to survive, to make it. And, mm-hmm. you know, with Nurtured Heart, I find that here is an opportunity, here's a way to, we're not going to ignore that the dot's there. It's there, but we're not going to let it dictate what, comes next exactly right thank you um is the dot so on my on our end of things we use the dot as a visual like i'll have a big white piece of paper with a little black dot in the middle and i'll ask everybody what do you see on the paper and they'll be like i see a black dot and then i was like what about all this white space around that dot like let's think of this black dot as the negative behavior but this white mm-hmm. space is all the amazing stuff that's been going on that we aren't paying attention to right now because we're focused on the dot. And it is a powerful image for kids and parents both. Like you can see the light bulb going on as soon as you use that visual mm-hmm. with them. It's, it's, so, it's so wonderful to be able to witness that when it happens. Yes, it is, exactly. Mm-hmm. That beeping you hear is my call waiting. I apologize. That's okay. We don't actually hear it. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so exactly. Tony, and that you know, there's and that's what I love about the dynamic of that black dot is there's so many ways to be able to utilize it in whatever setting we're in. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Any setting. I mean, it just it works in any arena of life and any, I mean, to focus on, you know, your inner qualities or behaviors like you were talking about with the lying or to focus on um, the, you know, just in general for adults. Like if you think about all the negative things that happen in your day or the one negative thing that you let it take down your day and you're like, that's your dot. Right, like that's mm-hmm. your dot right there. Does that have to take down your day? Because you got all this other open space that's filled with greatness and wonderful right. things. Yeah. It, yep. Exactly. Yeah. To- Tony, I would yes, love to yes, hear yes. more from you, my dear, about what you do. And I mean, you mentioned how in the, the very beginning, with you mentioned um, how sometimes you know how you work hard to get help kids not not or prevent prevent them from going into the system, but that sometimes it does happen, and when it does happen, sometimes it's even, you know, actually a positive thing for them. Um, I'd love to hear, do you, well, I have a question, I guess, about that. When that happens, do you continue to work with them? Are you still their caseworker when they go into the system? Yes. Yeah. Um, so um, most of my work right now is as a wraparound facilitator, but I have a couple of kids that are in Juvenile Justice, actually one, we're getting ready to close him successfully next week, which is super exciting because there was a time period last year where I wasn't really sure I was going to keep him out of DOC. <laughs> That's how bad it was. And mm. um, he was just one of those kids that just had a lot of bad – I've told him many times, you're just one of those kids that never going to be able to break the rules because he gets caught every time. And, um, and so – we tried very hard to keep him out of the system it w- and we went to court and they wanted to send him um, into Juba and they wanted to send him into DOC here in Indiana at the Department of Corrections. And mm-hmm. I went to court and um, introduced myself and I'm not kidding. The judge was like, are you that nurtured heart lady? <laughs> and I said, as a matter of fact, I am. And he was like, I have had some kids come through here that are working with other people teaching them that. And he was like, that is an amazing program. And I'm telling you, I'm not kidding. Like, I swear that that's what kept that kid out of DOC. I <laughs> judge knew that I was working with him. And I think that a lot of times what happens from my perspective is that I get those sort of reactions and I get that sort of connection and relationship in my professional connections because I use Nurtured Heart with everybody. So I have a very good relationship with his probation officer who has now sent me other cases because she really enjoys the work we do, Um, not only because she says that I'm just one of the most positive people she's ever spoken to, but because it (laughs) works. But I think Mm -hmm. that I get my foot in the doorway a lot of times because I'm liked because I appreciate these people. You know, I appreciate the challenges that they have to deal with every day, probation officers and providers and judges. You know, it's this day in and day out of having to do this. And so, you know, to walk in and to show absolute appreciation for what they do, they remember that. And then when they remember that, then when I come across their board, I have a much easier way of, trying to keep children in placements or places where they're going to be the most successful. Um, With the young man we're closing next week, um, 
we have done some phenomenal work with him, but I, you know, I don't even know. I mean, if that particular judge hadn't known about me and the work I'd done with Nurtured Heart through his probation office, I'm not certain that this kid would be graduating next week from our program successfully, you know? So mm-hmm. I feel like when we, when we have those connections, whether that's connection with your child, connection with your parents, connection with the people that you work with, those relationships and connections can, can take you places that you never really would have anticipated. Um, I feel like when, all right, so we'll call we'll just call this kid Bob. So when we opened with Bob, I'm serious. Like we, we were the last ditch effort. I'm always the person they seem to call when we're at, you know, it's ground zero. We don't have anything else to do. <laughs> like we have to call Tony in because we have nothing else that we can do before we place this kid. And nine times out of ten, these kids don't end up going into placement. But when I first started working with him, I'm talking drugs, guns, alcohol, you you name it, he was in it. He is, he can't wait. Like, he will text me once a week and just just tell me, like, how good things are going. Like, he is so excited about graduating this program. This is not the same kid I worked with a year and a half ago. Like, this kid feels good about himself. He is excited about his future. He is excited about who he is. Because when I first started working with him, he just saw himself as this, his word, not mine. He saw himself as a thug. He saw himself as kind of this bad kid, and he was going to, you know, prove everybody, you know, he was going to prove everybody right that he was the bad kid and the bad apple. And now he's, like, he's just this wonderful amazing charismatic young man who is going to graduate high school has his license is holding down a job and is going to actually graduate early so you know and this is a year and a half later oh my goodness it's an an amazing success story yeah that's so inspirational it Um, is very inspirational Mm mm-hmm and I have a wee bit to do. I mean, I have some to do with that. But I have to really give kudos to his grandparents because if they didn't get up every day and work this program with this kid, if this kid didn't get up every day and make the choices that he makes, um, if his probation officer hadn't trusted me enough to put this case in my hands, if the judge hadn't trusted me enough, or you know, there are so many things that could have gone wrong that could have led this kid down a whole different pathway. But because of those connections and relationships and everybody relying on everybody else and trusting everybody else, it worked out really, really well. And because of your facilitation of those healthy connections and relationships, if it wasn't for your role and your piece um, in, in that picture, then none of those relationships could have connected in a healthy manner because they weren't before you came into the picture. So and I, I would I agree with that. To, I had to say that because it's so important for people to understand who are in your type, uh, your type of role, either of yours, that, um, yeah, it's so easy to give away the, um, the success to someone else and say, oh, it's them, oh, it's them, oh, it's them. And while it is them, it is that boy, it is Bob, <laughs> And it is his grandparents, and it is the court that helped him and all of, all of those players. It's also the person who's facilitating the use of the nurtured heart approach to begin with, right? Um, and is. the greatness that you bring to that picture. Yeah. But I think, too, Absolutely. that a, a thing that we as, as, as trainers 
um, I don't know that. I just think it's very important for us to remember that when we can build those internal relationships with outside providers and we can use that nurtured heart um, with these people who are challenged on a daily basis, are tired and sometimes burn out and don't always return our calls and don't always respond to our emails as quickly as we would like for, for them to, that if we can really meet them where they're at and we can really try to support them using the nurtured heart, that that is going to go, it's going to make what we do go so much further and so much faster. Like if we can just do mm-hmm. it, from, hit the ground running with it, like not just with the kids and the parents, but also all of the people who are involved in these kids' lives, you know. I think it's going to be really important. Absolutely. And, you know, that made me think of you, Harvey. Um, Harvey and I had a conversation a few weeks ago, and in that conversation, Harvey, you mentioned to me about staff resistance. Um, so I, 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 I'm curious if you have anything to add to what Tony's talking about um, regarding how, how do you deal, how do you manage, how do you work with um, staff probation officers, whoever it might be, that are resisting or are resistant to Nurtured Heart? Yeah, to answer that, I want to come back. Tony, thank you so much for sharing all of that information. Uh, It is so um, invigorating and energizing to me right now because what is happening for the three counties is I've just completed, you know, training all the social services, and I've had one parent uh, training uh, that we started last spring, and with uh, I had been a fall now, hopefully we'll be able to get some more rolling, because the idea behind it is to have everyone on board with that, and it was so. Um, <laughs> It was so cool when I was told that they, two, these two counties wanted to train everybody, including staff, so that everyone would be on board and we'd get the parents going. We'd all be talking the same language. Um, and that's part of what we're doing with uh, uh, our program is, you know, having all the staff trained. We've got what's called the transition program, which when a child leaves our facility, they go into transition and then they're monitored for a period of time. They're also they may or may not be on probation, and so they're followed through probation. So, to get all those entities to be working together and, and speaking the same language is, you know, for me is really exciting. And then to sit here and listen to you talk about how that that it does work, that it that it's there, it's viable. Um, Oh, man, my heart's on fire right now. Um, well, and I think, too, that um, the we and, – and I don't – I want to be clear. I have had people that have kind of stood in my way, tried to block, you know, that progress. Oh, yep. You know, this isn't mm-hmm. going to work or, you know, mm-hmm. that's just that fluffy – you're just doing that fluffy stuff. I get that a lot. Um, right, And right. I just – you know, and I, I honestly – I don't try to argue with people like that. I just keep nurturing them. <laughs> And I just yes, keep yes. challenging them in very positive ways. And for the most part, they they either get out of my way or they jump on board. Like, they just, it, it's not really an issue for me. I don't know yeah, how it is for you, yeah. Harvey. But for me, as long as I just keep keep myself in my heart and I, you know, don't show my frustration or, you know, my emotions that are happening, you know, because I feel like they're kind of trying to get in my way. If I can just move past that and reset and, and keep myself in the moment, 
with an nurtured mm-hmm. heart, I don't usually have problems because, like I said, they either will get out of my way and let me do my job or they're on board and we're doing great. So. Yes. And I think as far as, you know, like with staff resistant um, resistance, that that's um, – I go back to the thing, okay, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Um, I can't make them do anything. Uh, But if they see the results, maybe they'll give it a shot. Um, And one of the things that's been uh, this uh, late summer, a couple of the staff, you know, mentioned that, hey, you know, I'd like to know more. Um, So, you know, I just completed a refresher course with some of the staff, and I'll do the a refresher course with the, the other staff, and it just was a you know they've everyone's had time with it, but here is an opportunity to re-energize everybody, um, and so yeah I think it's just a matter of um, everyone is seeing movement in the right direction if you will, <laughs> and um, you know all of a sudden it's like oh well okay well what is this about you know what what more you know how can I be a part of that. Um, but again, like Tony, you were saying that there, you're going to run across those people who, you know, call it fluff or, you know, another one of those programs, right? You know, that kind of right, attitude. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, you know, you got to just move right on by that and focus on the ones that are there asking, you know. And I think you're absolutely right. When they start seeing the success, <clears throat> they stop questioning it. And they want to know more. They stop questioning what you're doing, and they actually want to get on board and do what you're doing because it's working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I love how you, Tony. I love how you said they either get out of your way or they get right on board. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I love that yeah. clarity piece right there. And it's so uh, what I what I think I hear you both saying is that you basically, in order to handle resistance, you just model the approach. So it's no different, really, the way you use it with your kid, with a child, than from using it with an adult. No, there's no difference at all. One, two, and three. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Yep. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. They either get out of my way or they get on board. I'm going to yeah. have that yep. in my brain for yeah. some time now. Leave, leave, follow, or get out of the way. I just I feel so, like too that when people when you're using when you're when you're living the approach when you're coming at the approach from your heart whether you're doing it with children or people you're coaching or your staff there's no difference you know you just when you live the approach it just works that way you know it it works with everybody it doesn't matter who they are it's the same with the lady in the starbucks drive through <laughs> you know, i have certain drive throughs i go through and it's like it's that lady the one that's so fun you know they just say yeah, no yeah. because i always try to compliment them so you know it doesn't matter who you are how old you are or what your role is you know mm-hmm. everybody can benefit from it who doesn't want to hear about how wonderful they are, you know, mm-hmm. and who, who needs, and everybody needs it, but I sometimes see some of these kids in the system and I'm just like, gosh, they need it so much, you know, because they, mm-hmm. they think their truth is all these choices that brought them here and it's so not who they are, not even mm-hmm. close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're discounted, uh, you know, so many of the times, uh, and when you sit down and you start to interact, 
you get to see their the depth of their heart and the depth of their intelligence and it's like we got to get you you know moving in the right the right direction because you got too, way too much to offer um to be hanging around here <laughs> i That's find that most Harvey. of my clients love- Go ahead, Tony. I was just going to say that I find that so many of the kids that I that I work with are are so creative and intelligent and smart and so gifted in so many ways. And that you know earlier, Harvey, when you were talking about we need to take all those qualities and we need to channel them in a different direction. And it's so true for so many of the kids Mm -hmm. in the juvenile justice system. They yes. are smart right. kids. They know how to get what they want when they want it. They are creative. They they are amazing. They have amazing abilities. Mm-hmm. You just have Absolutely. to show those abilities yeah. to them and help them find different ways to utilize them. Sorry, I didn't mean to talk so much. But yeah, you know, <laughs> every once in a while, I'll tell so a kid. Good. <laughs> every once in a while, I'll tell a kid. You know, the average Joe couldn't get in here. You know, only somebody with some special talents gets in this place. <laughs> That's great. That's right. It's true. It's, it's true, though. Really, there are some – some of these kids have some skills that I am just absolutely amazed by. And I sometimes their parents just look at me like I'm crazy, and I'm like, no, really, think about this. Mm-hmm. And then I'll start listing it out, and they'll be like, I never really thought about it that way. But it's really wonderful when you can show – when you can reframe all of these things that parents see as negative – into mm-hmm. gifts, the real gifts mm-hmm. that this kid right. is bringing to life. Like yep, the depth exactly. of their heart and the depth of their intelligence, like you said earlier, Harvey. I, that that mm-hmm. was a beautiful um, a beautiful comment. Uh, I loved that because it gave me a great visual of, you know, sort of the iceberg, the tip of the iceberg, right, with these kids. Yeah. That Absolutely. Are, that you guys are working with, you know, all – all the people in their lives will just see the tip of the iceberg with them, which is like, oh, okay, yeah, they smiled at me. Oh, yeah, they're nice sometimes. But there's so much more depth underneath that that, that iceberg of their greatness, of their heart, depth of their intelligence that no one can see or no one is willing to see, right? right. So I just love that right. visual. Um and, guys, it is time to wrap up this conversation. And every time we get to this point, I'm like, no, because we always like to get into it, I feel like. But, you know, it's how it goes. So I'm going to go ahead and say a few announcements. And then I would like to come back to both of you for just a last-minute parting gift for our listeners. Um, All right. And so, okay, so here we go. Here's our announcements. I would like to invite our listeners to join us for future Nurtured Heart Approach podcasts, either by following us at Blog Talk Radio or at childrensuccessfoundation.com forward slash NHA hyphen podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter or Facebook by clicking the icon. Also, registration for our Tucson Certified Training Intensive, or CTI, in January is now open. This is the five-and-a-half-day intensive training you attend to become a certified trainer, which allows you to teach and train using NHA, but it also allows you to gain a much deeper understanding of NHA and how to use it in your own personal life. To register for this, the Tucson CTI, go to childrensuccessfoundation.com under the training tab. You can also register for the 3 Sands e-course, which is also on our website, childrensuccessfoundation.com. This is a free e-course that's delivered directly to your email inbox. 
The emails are spaced about three days apart to allow for application and reflection before the next one arrives. All NHA podcasts are recorded and archived for on-demand listening pleasure. Feel free to share the link to our channel here at blogtalkradio.com forward slash nurtured heart approach. So back to Harvey and Tony. Do either of you have any last parting words of wisdom or gifts to leave for our listeners today? Um, I would just like to say just don't give up. Just just you know, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel and if you and if you choose to focus on what is going right in the moment things are going to look better and brighter for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Tony. How about you, Harvey? Yeah. I I want to thank you, Tony, for blessing my day, uh, putting mm. the, the frosting on the cake of my day. Um, <laughs> and, Stephanie, I want to well, thank, thank you, you. You're for welcome, reaching out to me and, um, and uh, you know, getting me on this. This is so much fun. Um I guess my words of wisdom would be to echo Tony, don't give up. Every child deserves to have their heart nurtured. Yay. That's such a great way to end this. Thank you so much, Harvey, and thank you so much, Tony. It was truly for a having pleasure. Me. Yes, you're welcome. It was a pleasure to have you guys and just have this great discussion. I feel like I was immersed in the culture of juvenile justice system um, this past 45 minutes and I really uh, I really enjoyed it so thank you both and you guys enjoy the rest of your days thank and you so much you as well thank you bye Tony all right bye, bye Tony bye Harvey bye Stephanie Any stories shared in this broadcast are amalgams of experiences based on the use of the Nurtured Heart Approach by our hosts and our guests and are not based on any particular person, child, or adult. What's your worst nightmare? Being chased? Having nowhere to turn? A clown with a sinister smile? Whatever it is, you always wake up from it. Unless you're at Not Scary Farm. It's where nightmares never end. Your fears will hunt you down. And with 13 haunted attractions and 1,000 monsters, there's no escape. Select nights September 21st through October 31st. Tickets as low as $40, plus applicable taxes and fees. Only at Not'sScaryFarm.com. 